0: Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app, watch the show on twitch.tv slash and YouTube, and follow us on X at Beck Daily. Joining us on the program today, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus previews a colossal contest between the 49ers and Eagles. And then at 11 o'clock Eastern time, Matthew Friedman from Fantasy Life helps us navigate key props for week 13. But first, one more week of this, just one more week. And then we can stop this crap about the most deserving versus best for debate in college football, because guys, I'm starting to think college football pundits do not know what they're talking about. If I may vent, if we may be media critics for just one moment here, it is Mm -hmm. incredible to me that we are still having these arguments that have lasted throughout the entire playoff, and I still don't think all of us quite understand what they are. And now, Joe, we're adding betting elements and conversations into all of this, and it's making even less sense by the people who have had this job for a long time now.
2: Who are you talking about exactly? Because I watched I watched the ranking show as well. So, are you talking about Herbie or are you talking about McElroy? Which side of this? How,
0: how about all of them? How about everybody? Okay. A, a universal, but but you're right though. I mean, like they're, they're making one argument, but then you know they're going to turn around and say something else completely different.
2: Right, right. Um, uh, it's easy right now. This is not that hard. You know, like we can have our own opinions. Our numbers can tell us one thing, that if we remove the record, this team's better than that team. This is what the point spread should be, blah, 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 whatever. There are four undefeated teams from Power 5 conferences. Those are the four teams that are going to be at the top. That's just what it is right now. Um, Now, those conversations about which one lost team, that's different. But if you have a zero on the right side, if there's a zero there, <laughs> you haven't lost, you're a power five team, you're gonna be in the playoff. I mean, it's really not all that complicated. My big takeaway from last night was well, Pac 12, their last year, they're getting a team in. Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon, you're all playing this weekend. You win, you're in. It's really, it's really simple. Like there are a lot of what ifs that we can go over. And, and I still find it fun so I don't really I, I don't hate the the show and I think I'm going to miss it next year because there's not going to be as we, at 12 teams there's no suspense like there's really going to be suspense over 12 versus 13 like there is right now I don't I'm not buying into that but uh Aaron it really seems simple just hey most of these teams if you win you're in it's up to you the only one where that's not the case sadly which we can talk about in a moment is uh, is Ohio State um that They have a tough road game. They lose a close, tough road game, and they're done.
1: Yep. Yeah, if you have a one in the L column, you are not in, whether it's fair or makes sense or other teams are better than you on paper. It just is what it is, but that's also what's making this weekend so exciting, especially that Oregon-Washington matchup because I thought Oregon – could have or should have won the first time around. That was a very close game. Some say maybe that was even Dan Lanning's fault. So now, especially with Washington and Michael Penix not playing as well as he was, the first half of the season, I can't wait to see how this goes down.
0: Do you want to call the Pac-12 championship game the quarterfinals, Aaron? Because the winner of it's this, uh, a good yeah, point. It's, it, it's the quarterfinals here because I mean, if they split the season series, well, who's looked better between the two? It's safe to say it's Oregon, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. by a mile. And we're going to be talking about that game uh, and the other conference championship games later in the program. Georgia number one, Michigan number two, Washington three, Florida State four, Oregon five, and then everyone else pretty much on the outside looking in, in large part because – In the history of the college football playoff, no team outside of the top six has been able to jump into the top four in the final week. Why is this? Mm. Because it's one game. And this is going to be another one of these silly arguments, Joe, that I know I'm going to be hearing from a bunch of pundits. Well, you're getting hot at just the right time. Well, they looked really impressive in this last game. It is still one game one data point you cannot throw away the rest of the regular season just because of one contest and this is probably why I find shows like these so infuriating because okay I get you have to you know fill half an hour or an hour or whatever and and I actually find the conversation with the playoff committee chairman interesting I think there's some insight there and I like that part but as far as the conversations (laughs) back and forth like It it is very simple. It is direct and straightforward. I'd rather talk about the games and football in general instead of the politics behind all of it. I think a lot of people just don't understand.
2: See, I I find the interview with the chairman, same thing with March Madness, as the most boring part. That's the time where I really usually click. Yeah, it's just (laughs) there's no. What am I learning? They're going to say what they they should publicly say. Like, there's not. There's no. Nothing revealing ever there. Like, I, yeah, I find it extremely boring. I think they should remove it, <laughs> honestly. Really?
0: But, that, but that's oh, me. No, yeah, But don't yeah. you have to hold them to account, though? Like, even if, say, it's Do they? the most entertaining conversations, like, it's, at least you still have to put them out there so that that conversation can be had. Because, I mean, the questions sure. are always good. And, you know, that's sure. fine. But still... I, I find it more interesting and more insightful than having fake conversations that really don't mean anything at the end of the day.
2: I mean, aren't we doing that? We're doing no. that right now. I mean, we're going to like, well, we're giving back with the all insights. these possibilities. I mean, we, we do yeah. that every week. I mean, I think it's, I think it's fun. I think, I think all these, what ifs <laughs> is fun. All right. Georgia loses. Ohio state just yes. fell four spots. Does Georgia mm-hmm. lose? Does Georgia fall four spots? If they lose, see, like, You mentioned throwing out the regular season. It doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what the pundits on TV think. It matters what the committee thinks. And I know and they're going to say the right things. And, you know, do they truly believe that? They put a premium on winning these games on Saturday. I know you said it's one game, but they put a premium on conference championships. So Mm -hmm. I I don't look at it entirely that way because they value this more, these games Saturday more than some of these regular season games. And we're going to see it in the Oregon game, right? Because Michigan won that game in the regular season. We're doing it again. And this one means more, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh,
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean in some ways yes the the mantle of being a conference champion is one thing but if you're looking mm-hmm. at the overall quality of a team that overall production I think that's different I mean one right. of the things that I suppose I get you know upset by is this idea of okay how have you done against the top 25 how have you done against you know top 50 or whatever well by doing that you're throwing away data right? like how you performed against mediocre and poor competition should also matter just as much as how, as how well you performed against the big boys, the Mm -hmm. moniker of conference champion. That is one thing, but quality of team, how you performed in that game. I don't think that should sway any more than any other game throughout the regular season. And I guess that's my big point is don't succumb to recency bias just because the last time you saw them, they looked super impressive.
2: Is is Ohio State out?
0: Yes. I think they're out.
2: I think so, too. How do you jump two spots without playing? Mm -hmm. That's the problem. And when when they go back, when they change things in the Big Ten, I mean, God, let's stop with the divisions. Please, Mm. can we just stop? (laughs) Sign me up for a redo. I know we just saw it, but... Let's say you have the results of last week in the game, and maybe you guys would disagree. I would love to see them run it back, and that's what you would have if you didn't have divisions, as awful as it's set up right now. Because you have Michigan no losses, Ohio State one loss. They'd be the only one-loss team in the Big Ten. We would run it back. Okay, Ohio Ohio State, you lost last week. Here's your chance. If you win, you're in. And you, you can't really cry if uh, if you don't win this game. You would get another chance. I would love to see that. Give me Michigan, Ohio State in back-to-back weeks, 100 times out of 100 over Michigan and Iowa that we're going to get with a 23.5-point spread.
1: I agree. I mean, that is a big spread, and who cares? It should be not, the most compelling care. games. <laughs> like, we're getting in the Pac-12, right? It's like... I can't remember a game in the Pac-12 like this exciting as what we're going to get this weekend.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. What so if we took out divisions, it would be Michigan, Ohio State again, like just yeah the same game. Penn State has weeks. two losses. I right. Penn State yeah. has two losses. Yeah. Okay. So so it would be back to back. Okay. That that I'd probably be more okay with. Um, but you know, at the same time, though, while in this one season in this one vacuum, we would get yeah. something like that, and that would be super cool. That's great. At the same time, just because you don't have divisions, doesn't mean you won't have. Uh, a dud of a championship game. Like I'm looking at the big 12 right right now, Texas is a 14 and a half point favorite over over Oklahoma state. And one of the things we'll, we'll talk about later when we preview these games is, are we sure Oklahoma state, despite the tiebreakers really is the second best team in the big 12 and will give Texas the best challenge they could get prior to sweating out selection Sunday. I would argue, no, I could probably name two or three teams that are better than Oklahoma state in the big 12. So it is this weird thing where, because the regular season is so short, tiebreakers are, you know, these weird animals.
2: It's no way to eliminate the duds. There really isn't. I know a lot of people (laughs) would like that, and I'd prefer it. um, But I'm not saying that it would eliminate the duds. Like, look, they told us, Florida State, you beat Louisville this weekend. You're in. Putting them at four they they slide up a spot with ohio state uh losing everybody moved up michigan moved up washington florida state oregon they all moved up a spot um so i that that's going to be another dud like if florida state's the you know in the 2 3 or in the 1 4 that's going to be a dud it is it, it, the fascinating part is if oregon washington the winner of that game are they going to be the 3 or the 4 and which team uh, ends up getting that advantage if it's Florida State as a four? But uh, no, they said it. You can't drop Florida State now. You know, we know the winner of Oregon Washington's going, but you can't fl- drop Florida State after putting them in if they end up winning this game. So that's the announcement that they made. That you know, even though we have the short of Travis injury, that's uh, they're they're going to be in if they if they go undefeated. They're undefeated Power Five team.
1: Do you think we would see a situation where there wouldn't be an SEC team? Like if Texas no. beats Oklahoma State, okay.
2: I don't know. It would I, be
1: I, wild. I kind of yeah. would love it as an SEC <laughs> hater from the Pac 12, but I don't see the committee. Like I think <laughs> that well, would be crazy.
2: Yeah, the idea is is there any, okay, for t- both of those things to happen. So Georgia not, goes down at least four spots. One loss at the end of the year in the conference championship, and then Bama jumps up four spots, or, or hmm. does not jump. And up then four also, I'm sorry, Texas three or less
1: beat Bama. What would happen right. in that scenario? Yeah. Right,
2: right, right. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think it, that was another takeaway last night that Bama's out. Right.
0: Yes. A hundred percent. Bama's not getting in, even if they absolutely hammered Georgia. That loss to Texas matters. And we also forget (laughs) that really close win to South Florida looked awful. Like, this is one of the reasons why Jalen Milrow is not even in the Heisman conversation. He wasn't playing. And this was a bad team that Alabama struggled against. And it was at a time where those non-conference meetings matter a good bit in terms of, like, you know, stringing things together as far as, okay, they beat this team, they beat that team, et cetera, et cetera. And Bama just doesn't have that right now. So you combine that. And I think all, also the Auburn, you know, close game, close win uh, also matters a great deal here to where and Arkansas, yes, they they've some impressive wisdom. Exactly. It, yeah. Like Arkansas, that was a bad win and they're, they're just too many of them to where you can't yeah. ignore it.
2: Yep. hundred percent. I mean, Wait, so Bama beats Georgia. Bama's still not in. You think, and Georgia's in because they're keep they're keeping an SEC team, hundred percent.
0: Right. I would say Bama's still out, and Georgia's in. Regardless, I think it Georgia's doesn't matter in what in happens league. in the SEC championship game. The dogs are making the playoff. It's okay. a matter of what number is uh, in front of their name.
2: And yeah, I mean, it's not even worth having a conversation about Michigan. And maybe the game's closer than people expect, mm-hmm. but whatever. That's not a conversation. But
0: I will say though. I think who number one is matters a great deal because you are probably facing, yeah, you're probably facing a team that won't frighten you very much. I mean, I think Florida State will beat Louisville. Maybe not, but whoever number four is will be significantly weaker. And look, we've seen this for several years now. Maybe not so much last season, but typically number four is a good bit weaker than everybody else. So whoever number one is, You have a massive advantage in the semifinal, and I can almost guarantee you won't be on upset alert.
2: Uh, I really hope Oregon wins because I'd be very concerned if Washington wins that we're going to get two blowouts in the semis.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our power rankings of our favorite NFL futures bets right now. That's right here on the BetQL Network.